0: morelikeradio.com. It's our duty to entertain you. (laughs) I said duty. Only alcohol can make life bearable. You must drink. Always drink! I blame this all on Kevin, DMU. Has anyone
1: ever known a good person named Kevin?
0: We, we hung out with, with Kevin from Alcohol by Volume. He only says like three words. He, he's like really shy. He really talked to me. Towards the end of the night when he was drinking more, man, he, he, was, he was right there with us talking a mile a minute. Alcohol by Volume? Oh, I'm actually kind of drunk. Alcohol by Volume? Awesome show. You really wanna get drunk? <laughs> Listen to that show. Because by hour two he's blitzed up. Oh, it's awesome. Because
1: it's a beer show.
0: Is Kevin, some stupid case. you are Polish last name yeah. yeah. Where's your dedication there, Kevin? Your own show or someone else's?
1: Alcohol my I shove
0: alcohol in my butthole. That's not it?
1: Nothing to do with butthole.
0: I mean can you even get drunk anymore? It's kinda of like drinking a vitamin right? right? So you're blaming the drunkard. Yes, I'm blaming the MLA drunkard. Hello, bartender. I have thought it over, and far from being a fat pig, you are very nice. And I would like another drink. Drink a barf, drunkie!
1: Let's see, already in the chat. Crosby sucks. Fuck Philly. Rangers suck. Fuck the Bruins. Yeah, it's hockey night, apparently. Welcome to Alcohol by Volume. It is Tuesday, March eleventh, twenty fourteen. I am your host, Kevin. If you would like to Skype in, it's Alcohol by Volume, all one word, or you can dial a phone number like a chump, eight six two three four five seven one two five. That's eight six two alcohol. First and foremost, uh happy birthday to Marie. And uh, if you see her on Facebook or on Twitter, you should wish her happy birthday as well. Uh, I believe uh, Mr. Royce is uh, taking her out to dinner this evening. Um, so, me, I'm, I'm, I'm completely off the wagon of no non-Tuesday weekday beers. <laughs> Big surprise there, I know. Uh, I, if I could just take Xanax every day, I mean, you know, that'd be fine. But they knock me out too easily. I can't be going to bed before my kid every day. So, I'll leave that at that. Um... And this actually happened just before I went on air. I had my cell phone in my pocket. Ringer was on silent. And I looked at it and there were two missed calls. And then there was a voicemail that followed it too. Didn't recognize the number. It was a a, a Jersey exchange on there. So I listened to the voicemail. Some motherfuckers from a department at work that aren't supposed to have my cell phone call me at five o'clock Oh yeah, we have an event in such and such room tonight, and we need some more microphones. Well, fuck you. I'm out of work at four, and fuck you, we need at least 24 hours notice, so fuck you. Kind of related. If anybody uh, knows in uh, if anybody in Florida knows of some good job headhut- headhunters down there, email me at kevin at morelikeradio.com. Let me know. The job search is kind of tough from up here in Jersey. I've been primarily looking in the Tampa area thus far. And, yeah, I don't know if, you know, jobs I'm applying to are taking me seriously because, you know, obviously a Jersey address. But whatever. If, if anybody in Florida knows any headhunters, just shoot, shoot me an email. I would really appreciate it. Um, well, apparently, uh, Dennis is sending dick pics to me. Nice. Hmm. Um... I did get my beers from Scrambler. Thank you sir. I know I mentioned that on a previous show. and uh, I'm sorry I'm sorry I wasn't live last week, but I was at a hockey game. You know, the Red Wing's lost, so you guys are probably happy anyway. But uh, Scrambler sent me a couple bombers from Revolution Brewing. He sent me the coup d'etat saison. I have not had that one yet. Uh, he also sent me the cross of gold golden Ale. I did drink that one already. It's an awesome session ale very nice and light and refreshing very flavorful did really really good that, that was an excellent choice by scrambler and then the big one which i am waiting to have when the time is right i may i may drink it next week show not sure but the goose island bourbon county stout and oh the, i i am looking forward to that one that that was after i had the the uh, founders kbs the the goose island bourbon county stout was one that i was waiting on that I actually bought this week and did not have sent free to me I got the dogfish head a hop with the new label artwork um, and yeah yeah Red sox yeah apparently I did send Dennis a... no wait no no I'm not giving you sound clips of that no 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 if you people want to see it go into the chat more like radio.com slash alive I am not repeating what Dennis is saying almost got me um, but I got the dogfish head a hop with the new label artwork I've had one bottle of it so far. It's actually really good, uh, very mild as far as an IPA goes. I didn't get a lot of apricot flavor out of it, but I think it just kind of blended all in with the citrus and everything. It was still really good, though. I got Neshamini Creek Coconut Mudbank Milk Stout. Uh, when I was walking through the store with bottle in hand, this guy stopped me and started raving about it because he said, you know, it was he thought it was really good. A friend of his that brews beer thinks it was really good. I liked it wasn't as good as Coco Brown the uh, Kona brewing coconut beer to me the, the coconut was a little bit more subdued but still pretty decent worth the taste and then uh, I got a build a six including Terrapin wake-and-bake oatmeal coffee imperial stout which was pretty tasty um, oh and uh, I guess we're getting a hashtag trending tonight hashtag demand a dick pic so uh, if, uh, if you want to um, you know put that on Twitter uh, apparently that will get people listening to the show I suppose I don't know um but the terrapin wake and bake oatmeal coffee imperial stout that was good uh the abita mardi gras bach i have not had that one yet but i guess that's kind of like a rebranded version of the regular bach if i read that correctly online along with four styles that i got for brew salt tasting which i will get into very shortly because god damn it i need a drink and i have not had a drink yet because i well, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw I prepped my glasses, flight, and everything with. Well, okay, I got uh, four flavors. I'm gonna taste test them over the course of the show tonight. So I've cracked open two beers so far, um, and they're okay. If you don't remember what the brew salt is, there are four flavors of the brew salt. There's lime, habanero, chocolate, and bacon. On their website, brewsalt.com, they recommend different pairings for them. So I started off with um, Weierbacher's Last Chance IPA. I have that with the habanero and the lime, so in two different flights there. And then I got uh, Mendocino Black Hawk Stout with chocolate. I was very careful to say those two words separately so they could not be misconstrued as something else. Um, So I had that with the chocolate and with the bacon. And then um, probably the second half of the show, I'm going to, during break, I'm going to uh, rinse out my glasses, switch over to uh, Lakefront Klisch Pilsner with lime, and uh, also do that one with habanero. And then for the last one, I have Brooklyn Brown Ale that I am going to do with the chocolate. Now, one thing, um, I, I, I did just pretty much a pinch of salt in each glass. The one thing I'm noticing kind of when I'm looking at them um actually uh, looking at the first ipa it looks it looks like the salt has dissolved a little bit more than it, i initially thought it would um yep yeah, and dennis posted the picture in the chat thank you there dennis um i, I started with the pinch of salt because i didn't want to overdo it too much um and i want to see what the right balance ends up being the one thing i noticed and, um, I actually, I, I tried a little bit of the chocolate in one of my Mr. Beer winter ales, uh, over the weekend, just, just to kind of see ratios and stuff. The chocolate seems to float a little bit more. It, it, the consistency of it, it's definitely a lighter salt than the other ones. Um, almost, almost like a, a powdery kind of thing. It, it's like a weird blend between chocolate powder and salt. So I had a little bit of a problem initially with it floating on the head of the stout, But I think it's starting to settle a little bit more. I tried to stir up the uh, the beers a little bit too, so we'll we'll see what happens with that. But I I I literally put like just a pinch of salt in each one. Um, I don't know. I'd say maybe eighth of a teaspoon, if that something. So we'll we'll see if that's too much, not enough. But um, oh, before I forget, uh, I was looking in the store and I did not find this yet, and I'm curious if anybody else has spotted it in stores. I'm looking for Stone's Go To IPA. Uh, hitting shelves. Um, I'm curious how it compares to Stone's other, you know, their bitch-slap-you-in-the-face hoppy offerings, because obviously a lot of their beers are just insanely hoppy. And I've heard that the go-to IPA, while sessionable, they still kind of keep that hoppiness level. So, um, so you know what? Because I am dreadfully thirsty, I'm going to start with the Lime and the Weyerbacher Last Chance IPA. So let's see how the taste goes with this. And I... And, this may seem weird to you know other people, but yeah, you know, I am seeing some of the some of the salt is still kind of floating up in there a bit. And to give you an idea with with the ingredients of this, it's it's great um, uh, Celtic sea salt and f- fresh limes, and that's that's the ingredients right there. And I'm seeing I'm seeing a little bit of lime zest in there. I'm seeing you know the salt still, but let me see how this tastes and if I'm getting the flavor combination out of it. I I, I already know I like Weierbacher Last Chance IPA. So let's see if it enhances the flavor for me. Okay, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting a hint of lime there. I'm 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 getting you now. It's interesting. I'm actually getting some of the saltiness too, and that's it. Actually, it it does work with the IPA. It is a nice blend. It for some people they may not appreciate that being added to the flavor, but, and again, this is, this is an experimental kind of thing where I'm, you know, still working out balances, I may have put too much in here, I don't know, but I may have, you know, put not enough, who knows, but, um, have another drink here, okay, let me swirl this around a little bit too, see if I can get some of the residual salt, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's not a lot of salt left undissolved in there, so that's good, and, and, and to be fair, a pinch might be too much for the flight glasses that I have here, too, these are only six-ounce glasses that I have, you see the glasses in the chat there, okay, now that I swirled that around a little bit more, I'm getting a lot more of the lime out of it, that's actually, that's a nice combination, I may, I may have put too much in, but see what happens uh, with the next the next batch that I'm adding flavors to. Um (laughs) Red Sox in the chat saying, I hope you didn't eat so you get hammered. Well, okay. I did eat, but I didn't eat that much. Um to give you an idea, today, let's see, I woke up this morning, uh realized I want to run before work. So I left home at five. I actually got to my Starbucks about three minutes before they opened and was met with a locked door. They let me in, thankfully. Uh, Because I'm a regular there, so they recognize me. Um, And then I got to work before 6 and decided, what the fuck, I'm just going to run. The rec center on campus isn't open until 7.30, but the new section that they built onto the library, one of the restrooms, like one women's restroom and one men's restroom actually has a shower built in. I guess it's some New Jersey requirement or might even be a federal requirement for a building to qualify as a green building. And I'm getting into this for a reason. Um, so I was able to, you know, shower there and boom, run is done in the morning. This is important because I was burning off calories that I really didn't have because I had no breakfast this morning, had no lunch this afternoon, uh, wasn't really feeling food anyway because my wife had bought some Keebler Grasshopper crackers and I, or uh, crackers, um, cookies, and stupid me, I decided to uh, eat about twenty of them last night before bed, so I was pretty much shitting my brains out after the run uh, today. You could say I had the runs after my run. (laughs) Okay, nothing. Um, But, yeah, so then I got home. My wife had made uh, chicken and string beans, kind of like the uh, Chinese dish. And I had, you know, a small bowl of that. And that's really about it. So, yeah, um, these beers are going in on a mostly empty stomach. Coffee and, you know, maybe like a cup and a half, two cups of chicken and string beans. So, you're welcome, Red Sox. Uh, almost done with the the lime one, yeah. The, the yeah, as I swirl it around a little bit more, the salt definitely dissolves a little bit more. Oh, still a few grains there at the end, but that really hit the lime flavor for me. Wait, right, wait, Red Sox wants me to say the hack joke one more time? Um, no, <laughs> and no, there is no shot. Although. This stuff is suggested to use like with cocktails and stuff too. They say like with the chocolate one, you could you know rim the glass of a chocolate martini or something like that. The lime too. Um, they've even suggested adding the chocolate or the bacon into your morning coffee. Now I would assume that it would dissolve really really well in that because obviously the temperature. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say the hack joke one more time. Maybe I'll post it on Facebook. Yeah, I'll post it on Facebook. Everybody'll like that. They'll they'll all you know click like for that right right come on i'm sure of it okay another one with the weyerbacher last chance ipa this is the habanero the funny thing is out of all the these four flavors if you smell the salt beforehand and they're not smelling salt, haha um the habanero is really the one that you're not getting a habanero smell out of uh the chocolate smells like chocolate bacon smells like bacon lime smells like lime the habanero you're getting something out of it but not really sure what you get more just kind of a seasoning but um, let me see how the salt is doing in this one oh yeah the salt's definitely dissolved a lot better in this one I'm glad I did this before the show um, okay now for those of you that have had um, a chipotle ale stuff like that anything with chilies in it you get that little hit in the back of your throat or sometimes a big hit in the back of your throat depending on the intensity of the pepper that they have going on there. I got a little bit of that in the back of my throat with this one. So I'm I'm, I'm feeling the habanero. Uh, not as much salt in... Um, like saltiness in this one although I may be a little bit desensitized from the first drink which is entirely possible. Um, so you know what? While I... Go with that. Um, might as well move on to some uh, some little stories and stuff like that. Uh, one thing I actually came across on on Instagram, and I'm trying to remember they, they they liked a photo of mine on there. I can't remember which one it was, but I thought it was a pretty cool account. Beer Cap Choppers on Instagram. This guy or girl, I'm not sure what it is. They make little model motorcycles out of uh, beer caps. It's you know, it sounds simple. They actually look pretty cool, very crafty kind of thing. Would look good to, you know, you know, keep it you know if you have a bar at home and stuff like that. I I, I would love having one of those things made for me, you know. Have it you know, have it made with, you know, your favorite beer caps or whatever. So like with me, maybe like a beat of purple haze or something like that. I don't know. But check that out. Beer cap choppers on Instagram. You know, send some traffic their way. So, after all the uh, anger at the initial offset of the show with that fucking phone call, fuckers, um, a feel-good story. Apparently, Boston Beer, they teamed with the Boston Marathon bombing survivors to brew Boston 26.2 brew. Uh, I believe I actually have a new story for this, too. So let me see if I can cue this up. If it'll work. Here we go. Oh, maybe not. Nope, it helps if you unmute Chrome, Kevin. See, I'm a professional. Oh, dear. I just saw a contact ad on Skype, and that scares me slightly. Um, okay, let's try this again. It seemed like it was a little early for a beer. Never. But as Ken McLeod explains, the visitors never too early for were a beer, survivors bitch. of the marathon bombing. Sorry. And they were there to mark a renewed pledge by the brewer to help them and their families.
0: They poured some barley malt, sniffed some hops, and, of course, tasted plenty of beer. Uh, you could think of this as taking... And,
1: yep, that's Jim Cook. By uh, he's himself. pouring it behind the bar. ...bonding experiences in this journey we've been taking.
0: A handful of marathon survivors got a brewing lesson this morning as Samuel Adams relaunched its Boston 26.2 brew, with all profits going to help recovering victims and their families through the Greg Hill Foundation.
1: Okay, and I'll, I'll basically leave it at that. That gives you the, the general gist of the story there. Um. So the specialty beer fund is likely to chip in more than a hundred thousand dollars this year to that Greg Hill Foundation. And for those of you that aren't really familiar with, you know, running distances, and given, um, well, given some of the hosts on the channel, and given some of our listeners, you you may not be familiar with running at all. Uh, twenty six point two in the beer's name refers to the length of the marathon. The survivors, um. They helped with that first batch that's going to be sold at several dozen locations in eastern Massachusetts, many of them along the race route. So it's another example of why Boston Beer is, is a genuinely good company. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, well, you know, your contact only scares me, Red Sox, because, I don't know, I, I, I fear people, perhaps. Um, wait, what the? What the hell is Butt Monkey talking about? The Oxygen theme is blinding. I I have no idea. Is he watching Oxygen? Is that is that a cable network? Oxygen, right? Is that like Lifetime Television for women, or Television for women who get the shit beat out of them, or something? I don't know. Um, next one. Uh, this this is actually. Um, uh, I, I got a video for this one too, but um, well, I'll just uh, I'll I'll just hit play because I think you'll recognize who's on this video. A teenager
0: had to be put into a coma after she suffered three heart attacks from drinking ten cocktails. 18-year-old Jade Dinsdale was out with friends during a two-for-one drink special one night. The drink, Jägermeister and Red Bull.
1: Yeah, her heart stopped after drinking too many Hager Bombs. Brilliant, brilliant. And, uh, let's see, I think I got a picture of this bitch. Uh, yep, Jade Dinsdale. So, ah. Uh, She's 18, so, but she's from England, so, you know, uh, what is that? Is that legal drinking age over there, I think? I don't know. She drank 10 Jaeger bombs as part of a two-for-one drink special at a local club in Yeovil, Somerset on January 31st. The next morning, she collapsed on her bathroom floor. <sighs> stupid, stupid, stupid fucking people. Um, let's do an impression here. Um, can I, can I do an English cunty chick? The doctors told me it was all to do with the energy drinks, and now I'm looking at how much caffeine is in these drinks, and I just can't believe they're on sale. Didn't really sound like an 18-year-old, but I do that for Dennis. I do that for Dennis. Um... A can of Red Bull contains about as much caffeine as a cup of coffee, according to the company's website. Dinsdale surmised that each cocktail contained about half a can of the energy drink. Now, that's actually kind of surprising to me, because whenever I had Jaeger bombs, it was a shot of Jaeger and the whole can of Red Bull. So, I don't know where she's surmising this, but... Um, The Independent UK reports, as she became sober, the caffeine caused her heart rate to accelerate to a dangerous level and she went into cardiac arrest. Eh, Fucking lightweight. I've, I've had 10 cups of coffee in a day and it was fine. She spent three weeks in the hospital where she was fitted with an implantable cardioverter defibrillator, an ICD, designed to shock her if her heart stops. Uh, let's see uh dinsdale father dinsdale's father fucking wonderful last name dinsdale performed cpr on her yeah i bet he did uh which appeared to stabilize the young woman until she quote had another fit her pulse was very faint and she started to go purple uh, that's not the only thing that went purple i bet wait am i accusing her father allegedly of being a molester perhaps Uh, she was dead on the bathroom floor it's a miracle that she's still with us doctors induced a coma to protect her heart and brain after almost a month of hospitalization she's back home and on her way to getting better her facebook profile shows the scar from her defibrillator implant and that (laughs) alan alan liked the impression this is actually the full picture that has the scar right there oh that scar is so hot I bet guys are going to want to fuck that scar and and you know going by rule 34 um, th- th- there are probably guys that get off by you know coming on scars right you know I, I used to, I, when my after my wife had our kid, she had a C-section i I, I was joking around with her that uh, whoops I just broke my sharpie interesting uh, I was joking around with her that there are definitely guys out there that probably have some kind of fetish that is specifically coming on c-section scars. It is probably out there. I have not been brave enough to Google it. And I'm not going to be the one that is brave enough to Google it. I will leave that up to Butt Monkey because I know he has no shame with that. Uh so let me finish this uh, last of this habanero IPA. I, I'm I'm feeling more, more of the heat from this. I'm actually kind of feeling it on my lips. Uh, it, ooh, wow. Okay, the last the last sip of that. Really, really hit that habanero there. That's that's actually really good. It works well with the IPA. I want I wanted to go for a, a regular IPA, not a double IPA. Um, uh, let's see. And <laughs> Denizen chat me a year ago. This is not the fifth circle. Me today, a lot of guys would like to fuck that scar. Yeah. What can I say? I've gotten more comfortable on radio. Apparently, maybe not better, but more comfortable. You know, it's. Um... <laughs> Come on, Alan. Look it up. Look it up. Guys coming on C-section scars or, or C-section. Well, actually, no, if you look up C-section fetish. Uh, oh, okay. Apparently, Alan doesn't have that fetish. Uh, what about a skull fucking fetish? Yarr, perhaps. Okay, next one I got here is the uh, Mendocino Black Hawk Stout. Uh, again, I'm saying that very slowly so it can't be misconstrued as the rod of a black gentleman, uh, had the chocolate in this one. Like I said, this is where the the um, the salt tended to float on the head of the beer a little bit more. So I, I almost kind of have a rim of chocolate around the... Oh, God, that, that could totally be misconstrued. I'm not going any further with that. I'm just going to have a sip beer. Okay. One thing I noticed... As I was taking a drink, I was smelling it first, and obviously, aroma is a big part of drinking beer. I somehow made myself sound hoity-toity there. Aroma is a big part of drinking beer. That's no, not an impression at all. But as I tasted it, I was I was getting some of the chocolate there, and this this is a a, a pretty mild stout, you know, compared to some other things. I didn't want to go again. I didn't want to go for an imperial stout. Uh, this one's only five point two percent ABV. So I, I, I didn't want the the beer itself to overwhelm the flavor of the brew salt. But that actually mixes together really nicely that the um, the chocolate flavor I don't know it, it works with it. Um, I suppose if I' m- tried to mix chocolate and bacon, that might work as well. Ah okay, I will right, well, move on to my next story here. Um, oh okay this one is this one is ripe for accents and I know um, little Matt will probably complain about the accent I do for this because my accent sucks um, man bitten by deadly snake reaches for beer Oh did I mention it's an Australian man This is from the drinksbusiness.com an Australian man reacted to a bite from one of the world's most poisonous by snakes by saying and I quote, If I'm going to cark it, I'm going to have a beer. Yes, he said, if I'm going to cark it, which I assume means eat it, uh, bite the big one, die, he's going to have a beer. Rod Somerville from Queensland was bitten in his garden by an eastern brown snake, which has the second most toxic venom of any land snake in the world, and is responsible for more deaths in Australia each year than any other snake. And that's saying a lot, considering everything in Australia is poisonous. After hitting the head, uh, after hitting the snake on the head with his spade, oh, get, that's racist. Ugh. We are not racist on this show. Uh, during the first hour, at least, Somerville called an ambulance and opened a beer while he waited for it to arrive, making sure not to wake his teenage son who was asleep on the sofa. Now, see, that sounds like something I would do. I wouldn't want to wake anybody else. You know, I'll deal with it. I said to myself, if I'm gonna cock it, I'm gonna have a beer. So I got a Goldie out of the fridge and drank that. He told the Rockhampton Morning Bulletin, If you panic, it makes it worse. And that's a knife. Right? No, he didn't say Uh, Having arrived in hospital, Somerville suffered an allergic reaction to the anti-venom keeping in hospital for the last three weeks. The reaction nearly killed me as well, so it was a double whammy. I'm not going to make any shrimp on the Barbie jokes. It's too easy. He told the paper Um, earlier this year, a New Zealand man who had been bitten by a shark dropped into the pub on his way to the hospital. Now that's, that's a little, that's a little weird. Um, Shark bite, snake bite, you know, let the venom do its thing. You know, you got, you got time to get to the hospital Um, make sure there are no shenanigans going on here. Okay. Wow. I I think butt monkey is actually looking for C-section fetish and, Can't find anything yet. Oh, he says he did not dig deep, though. See, you didn't go past the first page of uh, Google search results. Usually, once you get past that, it's, I don't know, it's just shit at that point. Uh, I believe I talked about this new cider coming out from Miller Coors at some point. I know I read about it. I thought I talked about it on the show, but I may not have. It's called Smith and Forge and they're basically trying to market to guys with this because cider tends to be more of a woman's, you know, drink when it comes down to it, but I still enjoy cider, so, you know, fuck you. But Jonathan Banks, Mike from Breaking Bad and now Professor Hickey on Community, he is the new spokesman for the new Miller course Cider, Smith & Forge. Um let's see what do I have in this article here guys continue to look for a variety and different options including cider said Rita Patel director of new product development at Miller Coors but existing brands have steered quote a little bit too cute or their taste profiles are too sweet for men she added I I can't remember seeing a cider that tried to appear cute angry orchard doesn't look cute I mean it's a manly tree on there um, woodchuck ...doesn't come across as cute, um... I'm trying, to th- ...I'm trying to think of some other ones out there, um... ...and damn it, every every time I'm on the goddamn show, I forget that fucking Swedish one... ...and I still have a bottle of it in my fridge so that I haven't drank yet, uh... ...and I know Little Matt knows what I'm talking about, too, uh... ...head of the beer festival, but th- that one just looks very simple... ...it actually almost looks more like a wine label on there... ...but I, I haven't seen any existing brands trying to appear too cute, um... Oh, okay, Butt monkey did find fetish, but no pics with jizz on them. Okay. <laughs> well, the knight is young, and uh, he has to eat before he starts drinking. Ah, fucking lightweight. Uh, Smith & Forge, with which hits stores this March, which is uh, this month, will use advertising that harkens back to the pre-prohibition cider boom when, quote, guys were out drinking cider after a hard day's work. That sounds vaguely homoerotic. Uh, the brand name is a reference to the era's blacksmiths who forged relationships over a tinker of hard cider. Oh, God. On social media, Smith & Forge is encouraging the use of the hashtag 19th Century Problems. Okay, listeners, get to it. Hashtag 19th Century Problems. Take over the Smith & Forge hashtag, please. TV spots which begin on March 31st, feature a mutton-chopped character named Cornelius who witnesses male feats like boulder-splitting and blacksmithing while describing Smith & Forge as strong, sturdy, but not too sweet. At 6% ABV, Smith & Forge is slightly above the average cider alcohol content. Packaging for the cider, which comes in 16-ounce cans, highlights the alcohol content in orange and includes the tagline, Made Strong. So uh, Jonathan Banks, who was Mike on Breaking Bad and Professor Hickey on Community Now, uh, he's going to be a quote media spokesman giving interviews about the brand to men targeted publications. So he's you know he's basically being paid to be a shill for the drink. That's that's fine. He's you know got to make money. I'm not going to begrudge him for that. Um, and yeah, and then the rest of the article just kind of goes into like um, how you know everybody's playing catch up to Boston Beer's Angry Orchard. AB Inve- InBev launched uh, Nickelode Ultra Light Cider. Uh, Stella Artois has uh, Cidra, which is actually pretty good. Um, but, I don't know. It, again, th- this is one I'd try. Hopefully I can find it and build a six-pack. But, I, I don't really have high hopes for it, necessarily. Uh, I still have to try that Miller Fortune. I haven't, I haven't tried that yet. Maybe I'll buy a six-pack of that this weekend and see how it is, report back. I've actually heard Decent things about it, um, particularly you know, for a Miller Coors brand. And um, if I get to it today, I, I meant to get to it with my last uh, my last show, my pre recorded show. Uh, Paste Magazine had a Q and A with Miller Coors Brewmaster that kind of went into some of the thought process behind Fortune, clearing up some misconceptions about it. There were some communication errors, apparently. That's what they're saying about the flavor profile and, you know, why they did what they did with it, but if I get to that, I'll get to it today. Um, let's see. Uh, and then, um, oh, God. This, I, I have no problem with beer apps. I think beer apps are very handy. I love using untapped, because not only does it show all of Twitter that I'm a fucking alcoholic, but it allows me to kind of keep track of Different beers that I'm trying. Uh, It it was like indispensable when I was at the Big Brew Beer Fest because that way I was able to track them all and kind of, when I get back home, kind of look through each one, try and remember, well, try and remember which ones I liked and things like that. (sighs) This one feels like unnecessary elitist douchebaggery to me. And of course, it's iPhone only so far. I mean, they said, you know, Android app is in the pipe, but, you know, uh, who knows how long that'll take. So, I mean, kind of makes sense with the elitist douchebaggery. Um, let's see. I got this from ooh, uh, CNN.com. Um, it's called Craft Check. It identifies craft versus non-craft beers. Ugh. So, this is from the article. Craft Check's design is simple. Well, Garis and Jachan, these are the guys that made the app, Still have work to do beefing up the database. It's quite effective at answering one binary question. So again, this is... It's a yes or no kind of thing. There are no gray areas that they're going with this, which is bullshit in the first place. Uh, Craft or not craft. Scan the barcode from a bottle, can, or packaging. You'll get your answer. If it's deemed to be craft, the app makes it seem as though you've personally done something worth commending. Ugh. It says, "Congratulations! What you're looking at is a genuine craft brew from a genuine craft brewery. This is a good. To, uh, uh, uh. Rewind that. This is as good as it gets when it comes to beer. <sighs> the problem I have with that is, okay, I, I will commend someone for you know picking up a craft beer because you know over you know uh, Bud Light or something like that because they're being a little bit more adventurous. They're supporting the little guys as opposed to the big beer conglomerates." I'm not going to begrudge someone for picking up a case of Miller Lite, you know, at the liquor store, fine, it, it, that's what you like, that's what you like, I'm not going to, you know, give you shit for it, you know, I might give Joe shit for Bud Light Platinum, but that's about it, um, and drinking it in a bathtub, um, drinking pretty much, like, more than a six pack in the bath, whatever, um, If you scan, okay, this is more from the article, scan, say, a Leinenkugel, owned by Miller Coors, and the app warns you with some rather harsh language. Oh, no, harsh language! Is it going to tell you to fuck off and die? No, no, no. Careful, what you've got there is an imitation craft brew from one of the big guys. It's got all the soul of a spreadsheet. Crafty, but not craft. I'm all for educating people on where their beer comes from, you know, who are the craft brewers? You know who may be, you know who is partially or fully owned by you know one of the big beer conglomerates. But that said, doesn't mean it's not bad. It, yeah, doesn't mean it's bad beer. Take Goose Island's Bourbon County Stout for instance. Goose Island's owned by Anheuser Busch InBev, and if you look on Beer Advocate for the Bourbon County Stout, highly sought after, high scores. If I remember correctly, it was a hundred on there. Goose Island, technically isn't craft anymore. The, the, honestly, the, the the way I see it, well, you know, what? okay, let me. Um, it, there was a guy in the comments that expressed it pretty well. Uh, this is Stephen Pack. It's more complicated than a happy sad binary choice, and that's kind of what I was getting at. There is there is gray area there. Um, The Brewers Association definition of uh, used of craft means, as one example, Kona Brewing is non-craft due to being 32.2% owned by AB InBev. I love Kona Brewing though, you know? Um, Past the threshold of 25%. That 7% more ownership causes the beer to suddenly lose its, quote, soul. And is there really no difference in soul between Line and Kugel, family owned for over 100 years before selling to Miller and still brewing as a separate facility? and Blue Moon or Shock Top which were created by the Big Beer companies from the start. It, it, there's a, there's a lot of gray area there. And and even saying that with with Blue Moon, there is some Blue Moon that I do like. You know, I'll, I'll still drink Blue Moon from time to time. Um, even even Shock Top from time to time. Line and Kugel got bought. Has the quality of the beer changed? I mean, I to be fair, I you know, wasn't drinking Line and Kugel before it got bought, but People still seem to like Leinenkugel a lot. Um, now, people like Bud Light a lot, too. So, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say with that. But going back to the example of Kona Brewing. I fucking love Kona Brewing. I don't see a problem with it. Um, Goose Island, their quality hasn't dropped. People are still going nuts over the Bourbon County Stout. But you still have those people out there that will say, I don't like Goose, Count- or Goose Island anymore because now they're owned by Anheuser-Busch. The beer hasn't changed. Um, the brewmasters there, if I recall correctly, are all still the same. I mean, they're still they're still brewing out of Chicago and everything. Um, trying to think of uh, some others that got bought out. Um, fuck. It, no, nothing's coming to mind right now. But it, it, there is that gray area. An app, an app like this, honestly, I think it does more to hurt beer than it does to help beer because it really creates that separatist, us versus them philosophy with it you know sure you know if, if you're a craft beer drinker do you want to try and steer your friends away from the heineken the bud light and all that kind of stuff yeah now say they go for a line and in kugel instead of a bud light are you gonna still give them shit for it no they're, they're trying something different um I don't know. It, and and the fact that this app is only, you know, iPhone right now. Fuck, yeah. Fuck that. I don't know. It, it's, like I said at the beginning, it's elitist douchebaggery. Oh, I'm not too good for things like Shock Top. I, I what was it? Um, I, I admit I have not had Shock Top in a while, but the... Okay, you know what? To be fair, the last time I had Shock Top, I think, was the end of 2012 because they had the end of the world midnight wheat um so it was even before i started the show but i like that they actually have a um split six pack where i believe it's a um i think it's a chocolate wheat and a belgian white that they basically say mix them and I've wanted to get a six pack of that to see how well those mix because I am starting to like the mixed beers. I, you know, I've talked about the black and blue from World of Beer. I want to get a six pack of, well, actually, maybe not a six pack of blueberry since Guinness is four, but you know, get, get, get a, you know some Guinness cans, get some blueberry ale, mix those together. So, I'll still drink Shock Top. Um, is it my first choice now? Uh, you know. It, it, stuff like um yeah like you know line and kugel still go for the snowfall vanilla porter things like that i i i will admit that i i did go through that period where you know i found out a brewer was you know not craft and i'm like oh i'm not drinking that anymore and i realized it, what's the point i liked it before what was stopping me from liking it after i found out that it was not you know it didn't fit into that definition so life's too short to be you know Dealing with bullshit like that. Ah. So let me finish up uh, this one. The chocolate and the stout. Ah. That finish is really nice. Okay. Last one I got here. This is the Mendocino. Black. Hawk stout. Not going to catch me tonight. Um and the bacon. Now the bacon the bacon seems a little light too. Seems to have a tendency to float a bit more. Um I don't know. Maybe residual from the head of the stout too cuz I'm kind of seeing it around the rim of the glass. Um Oh, and Red Sox in the chat asks, "What is your first choice if you could have any beer in your fridge?" Ah. Damn. My <laughs> Okay, you know what? I would probably have to say my first choice would be one that is technically non-craft. It's the the Kona uh, Kona Cocoa Brown, that coconut beer. I fucking love that. I was drinking that before Kona uh, had ownership. You know, it had that what, what was that percentage? The thirty-two point two percent Anheuser Busch InBev ownership there it hasn't changed to me. It's still delicious. It's not a heavy beer. It's a nice, you know, easy drinking beer that you can drink anytime. Of course, if you like coconut. If you don't like coconut, you're not going to want to go anywhere near it. Um, let's see. Butt Monkey, his is uh, Miller Time and says, fuck you, I'm a beer redneck. And you know what? That's that's fine. That's, I know, um, I mean, P-Rock's like that too. And that that's fine. However, I know you guys have also tried, well, some of you have tried different stuff. And that's cool. But, you know, if you go back to your old faithful, that's also fine. I know my uh, father-in-law, he loves going to the beer festivals with us. He loves trying new stuff. He's actually starting to like IPAs now. Um, you know, he his, one of his favorite beers is um, the um, East Coast Lager from Cricket, Cricket Hill Brewing. But if he doesn't have that at his house, you know, like recently he had like a case of uh, Sam Adams Winter Lager. Uh, sometimes he'll get the cricket hill if he can find it. But more often than not, he'll still have Bud Light there. And that's fine. You know, you can't you can't say he hasn't tried the new, you know, other stuff. Sometimes you got to go back to the old faithful. And that's that's totally fine. So, let me try this, the stout with the bacon. Ooh. Okay, the the aroma hit me again with that one really quick, too. Now, this one, it, I was actually expecting more of the saltiness just due to it being bacon. And there was saltiness there, but I think it was from the bacon and not from the salt itself. Um, it's actually, that's actually a nice combo. Um, I, I'm curious how this bacon would work in, say, a rock beer. That that might actually overpower it a little bit. That's actually, that's actually a pretty good combination there. So i i i'd, I'd want to experiment a little bit more with this brew salt, but consider considering what I paid here for for these um they're two ounce jars, and they kind of have a limited supply of these. So two ounce jars of each flavor it was twenty bucks, or if you want, I think they were let's see two, two four six eight. I think they have four ounce shakers for of each flavor for ten dollars and I I didn't want to go that much honestly these two ounce jars are going to last me a long time because I found I don't need to use a lot of salt I mean I, I can start using this with coffee and stuff like that but um, well, I'm not putting lime or habanero in coffee but um, I'm, I'm glad I went with this sampler if, if anybody is interested in checking them out go to brewsalt.com. It is. It is an interesting addition to beer, and I think I think it does work. And a little bit more experimentation, kind of figuring out how to get it to dissolve a little bit more, uh, particularly like in the IPA and the stouts. As I waited, it did seem to dissolve really, really well. Um, going back to like the the old standby beers. P Rock is in the chat. Thank you for uh, hopping aboard, P Rock. Uh, he says, my whole reasoning for light domestics is mostly about volume of intake. Heavier, flavorful beers get tiring after 10 or so. And that that actually, that's kind of like the philosophy that my friend Rob has. What he'll sometimes do, from what he told me, is that he'll get a case of the really cheap stuff and then, you know, maybe a six pack or a bomber bottle of, you know, the craft stuff. Drink that and then keep the buzz rolling with the cheap stuff, and that's fine. Um, I've done that in the past, and I've I've had no problem with that. Um, and and to be fair, there 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 is some like really good cheap stuff out there too. If you guys have Trader Joe's that sell um, that sell alcohol, I raved about Simpler Times Lager, and it I think I think it was what did I say? I think it was like two ninety nine for a six pack of cans, and it was fucking phenomenal. And you can't beat that price. I mean, that, that's great. Um, yeah, P. Rock is not a bad idea. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, Butt Monkey's going to try that uh, Rogue IPA tomorrow. You will have to report back and let me know how that is because I was reading on Reddit, people were saying that they were surprised that it still had that hoppy impact because they were expecting it to be toned down because it's the session beer. Um, and then uh, Butt Monkey also, some beers taste like flat out shit, but if you slap a high price tag on it, it's good. I've had that happen before too, where I've paid a lot for certain. Well, a lot meaning anywhere between you know fifteen to twenty dollars for a bomber bottle, and I haven't been that impressed with it, especially not for that price tag. Um. Oh, and P Rock says he has a Trader Joe's very close by. He's going to try it. I, I'm, I'm hoping you like it. But even if you don't, two ninety nine for a six pack. Um. I know that they're are simpler times lager. There is, I want to say, there's a light version of it too there's also a uh, cerveza version so like you know kind of your corona one they have a few different varieties i know two of them are under the simpler times uh, uh, brand that are $2.99 for a six-pack obviously given location price may vary a little bit but it's not gonna be too far off um i think the the cerveza was under trader jose's And I want to say there were at least a couple more that were like $2.99 for a six-pack. Surprisingly good stuff. And and they qualify as craft beers too, which, okay, you can't go wrong with that too. I wish I actually... There are only two Trader Joe's in the state of Jersey that sell alcohol. And the one that is closest, it's too out of the way for me to go there too often. I, I really want to go back there and get some more of that Simpler Times lager. So I don't know, maybe uh, maybe next time I'm out there for a shoot or something like that might behoove me to get some of that. Um, no butt monkey. The worst thing about a new PC is reinstalling uh, your Adobe suite. That's a pain in the ass. But reinstalling games is a is a big second there to me. Um, and you know what? I'll hit one more thing before I get the break here. Saw this pop up on a few different news outlets. Uh, found DraftMag dot com. Saw it at NPR. Um, the first one at DraftMag. This was from uh, the Beer Runner. I've mentioned him before. Apparently, uh, let's see. Are they Can- yeah a Canadian beverage company named Vamped? It's a concept right now. They ha- they really have you know just you know ads of you know people running and working out and stuff like that. But it's supposed to be. A post-exercise like Gatorade replacement kind of thing. Um, it's electrolyte beer. It's called Lean Machine. And actually I think I can yeah, I can copy this image here to kind of give you an idea of one of the promotional things they have up for it. And if you're not in the chat, you should be. More like radio.com slash live. So you get the idea here. 77 calories, so obviously the um, the alcohol content is not very high. But again, still concept, low-calorie, electrolyte-infused inf- beer. It's um, not actually being brewed yet. They've secured a URL at leanmachinecanada.com. Uh, let's see, according to the website, it should be available, funding permitting later this summer, but it's already drawing attention from the likes of NPR, which interviewed its founder, Ian Taves. Um, do okay and uh the beer runner says beyond the general idea it's hard to get a read on this beer they say their ingredients can be broken into four groups muscle recovery electrolyte replenishment antioxidant and immune system but they don't provide details of what that means it's said to have a mere 77 calories and it's only 0.5 percent abv now what, what the fuck is the point of that and when I was seeing, you know, their, you know touting electrolytes and everything, it, basically it reminded me of this.
0: It's got electrolytes. <laughs> what are electrolytes? I don't know, but they're extremely awesome. Yeah, so
1: yeah, you know, if you remember from uh, Idiocracy. Uh, uh, no mention how it's being brewed. Any of the beer side of the ingredients, it, it, they, don't, they don't tell you anything about the beer. It's, it's almost kind of a, they're, they're going gimmicky. They're going gimmicky with it. Um, a lot of buzzwords, no real details. Um honestly if if I'm going to have a beer after a run I'd like to have yeah you fine you can you know enhance it with electrolytes and everything but I'm going to want something that is actually a beer I mean this thing is really no better than an electrolyte infused oduls that's kind of what it comes down to plus you know here, here's a question it's still a beer if you you know just finished running a 5k can you drink this in public I don't know, I mean, I, I I think if I cracked open, you know, a can of Boston lager after I finished running a 5k, I don't think the organizers would be very happy with that, um, <laughs> where the hell did you find that butt monkey, <laughs> it's an image in the chat there, power thirst, extreme IPA, now with alcohol, more hops than your body has room for, oh, Jesus, <laughs> that is, that is frightening, uh, and P-Rock does say electrolyte enhanced will help with hangover if you're drinking excessively. Yes, I know Australian scientists have been trying to concoct a, a proper electrolyte-infused beer to kind of combat that. that that's, that's one thing I made sure of today. Like, I wasn't drinking electrolytes, but I was making sure I was damn good and hydrated today. So when I drank tonight, I would not uh, kill myself because I've been getting stress headaches all week from grinding my fucking teeth. So as I finish off this bacon stout, which is wow, it's getting more delicious as I drink it. Uh, before I, uh, well, okay, after break, a uh, few news items. One that uh, a lot of you may have heard about: the uh, Hunapu Day at Cigar City turned kind of ugly. There was a YouTube video of it. It was it was a bad situation. It just it it went bad. I'll explain what went on with that. Uh, as I mentioned earlier from Pace Magazine, a QA and a with Miller Coors Brewmaster, uh, one that Brent posted uh, to me on Google Plus today, actually, but I, I had it in my stuff, but I'm glad that he found it too. Entrepreneur develops Miracle Machine that turns water into wine. Oh, the Jesus Machine. A few more things if I get to it. Of course, the new beer releases and reveals for the week. So with that... I will be back very shortly here on Alcohol by Volume on MorelikeRadio.com.
0: Alcohol by Cheers. Volume, Kevin Show! Oh, hey! hey. hey we're Today we're the show,
1: hey! More like radio, less like crap.
0: Want more alcohol by volume? Because I'm kinda drunk for
1: this shit, nuts! Download past episodes at radio.org. Join the Facebook group at facebook.com Slash group slash alcohol by volume Like the Facebook page facebook.com Slash MLR alcohol by volume And follow along on Twitter at MLR underscore alcohol I find you're drunk in this a unappealing I
0: am drunk or I wouldn't be talking to you The newest episodes of Talk Radio Meltdown air first on More Like Radio. Listen to new episodes every Friday starting at 4 p.m. Eastern at morelikeradio.com. More Like Radio has a lot of great shows, including ours. Talk Radio Meltdown every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern on More Like Radio. Listen in at morelikeradio.com. Hey, smokers, you stink. I'm not talking about your character. That's a given. I'm talking about your clothes. It's time to kick the butts and move over to something more pleasant. I'm talking about e cigs from Smokeless Image. They're cheaper than cigarettes, don't smell, and are available in a wide variety of flavors, ranging from mints, fruits, desserts, or the traditional tobacco
1: flavors if that's what you want. Simply go to tinyurl.com slash mlrsmoke for all your vaping needs. That's tinyurl.com slash mlrsmoke. Wednesday
0: night at 11 p.m., Tune into More Like Radio for two hours of wrestling talk on Markout Radio with Dark Fox and friends. Fistful of assholes? Excuse me? Fistful of assholes? Really? You want me to say that? Just do the bit. <sighs> All right, you're such a diva now that you have your own show with guest host Punchy, Greenway, and whoever else shows up on Skype Or in Fox's creepy basement studio The smell of cum and beer doesn't make it creepy Maybe not, but the fleshlight does Listen, I have a healthy sexual appetite Thank you very much What are the anal beads for? Can you just do the bit? Ugh, fine Jesus, and you wonder why people get Marianne to do the audio bits Mark out Radio Live every Wednesday night From 11pm Eastern on More Like Radio This is it. the apocalypse Hey, are you absolute garbage? Let me guess, an alcoholic? A drug addict? When was the last time you were even out of your house? Well, why don't you join us for the Red Show? We're all about personal betterment and self-esteem. I want to do, uh, you know, maybe like uh, City Meets the Swamp something. Something. I hope it ends up with the fucking city getting eaten by a goddamn alligator. Ambassadors of Peace at any income level. That's what we do here. We're all about olive branches. (laughs) No, you're a fucking white trash asshole. You're about olive fucking garden. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) One thing we don't forget is how important our fans are. Is there anything more you want to say about any of these uh, cocksuckers that are listening? No, I don't think so. Okay. And we recognize the struggles and hardships of our friends. We don't give a fuck. (laughs) I hope you relapsed. (laughs) Burn in hell, bull. Oh, my God. God, what are you doing? I meant I love you, bro. Get better. So come join us live Wednesday nights and experience functional substance abuse on The Red Show. Only on More Like Radio. You're doing some things with Enya, correct? I, I hope you end your life. <laughs> now, get <off> <laughs> now get off the microphone while I talk to my pal. If you weren't able to catch the last Hippo Juice show, here's what you probably missed. I would rather go um, one mile down the road than inconvenience men behind me. Mm -hmm.
1: In my mouth, with my tongue, and testicles.
0: Oh.
1: My official statement is fag. Zach, um, uh, um, as far as your routine goes, how... You know, because do you ever, like, do, like, with, uh... Listen to
0: the Hippo Juice Show live every Wednesday night, 7 to 9 p.m. on morelikeradio.com. Saturday's noon east. Join Halls and Rorschach as they bring you the news you need to get you through your weekend. Ollie, Ollie, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, Ollie, I'm outside right now. It's, uh...
1: It's, uh... It's really boring hard out here, uh...
0: Sounds like it. Where are you at? Are you in an Antarctica?
1: <laughs> uh, wait a minute, Holly. I see somebody coming toward me. There's a, there's a man coming toward me. Uh, hold on a second.
0: Uh, what, you, uh, uh, what are you doing in my yard? I'm getting too old for this shit. Oh my <laughs> God, <it's Danny> <laughs> Danny my I just want to say that this snowstorm is a bunch of fucking bullshit <laughs> The about to run out. Hey guys, it's Hollis from It's All About Me. Join Rorschach and myself every Saturday from noon to 2 Eastern Time right here on More
1: Like Radio. On, shelf,
0: it's all about you. on this episode of the daytime drama Conti and Kenny. Conti shows compassion for Kenny's flailing
1: comedy career. There's, especially in this area where we are, the Northeast, there's 10,000 people that want to be comics that sort of do it here and there. They want to, not, don't look at my schedule. Mm-hmm. No, I wasn't putting you in that. Group. I've been doing it 10 years. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not, right now, I'm in a little... Not f- in a row. I'm, I'm <laughs> 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 yeah, You
0: jerk. The Conti and
1: you think Trust Us, We're Hot is a show just for girls?
0: Vote on silence. <laughs> <laughs> Stockings or panties? She seduced him in the kitchen. That's really, really sensitive right there. That's, that's hard. Hey, guess what? This is what I want. <clears throat> Do it now. <laughs> First of all, I don't look flat.
1: Trust Us, We're Hot, every Sunday from 7 to 9 Eastern, a show for men.
0: If you're ready for pro wrestling like it's never been seen before, pro wrestling meant for an adult audience, and pro wrestling where nobody says brother or tells you you can't see them, check out Combat Zone Wrestling, the most innovative, high-flying, hard-hitting, ultra-violent promotion on the planet today, Combat Zone Wrestling. Visit us at www.czwrestling.com. Cousin Joe Show. Now, I know what a crack vial is because there was one time I went to go score a Coke and this guy in Patterson asked for Coke and he goes, all right. And like usual, they got it all set up great. They got fucking... They got all their... They're like fucking 14-year-old kids on bicycles riding around the corner to flag the dealer if the cops are around. Like, just as lookouts while I'm parked and the guy goes in the apartment or whatever and gets the shit. Comes out with these vials of... It looks like salt. And I'm like, what is this? it's coke. And the way he looked at me and said, it, I'm like, I'm not arguing with this guy. I'm not I'm just going to pay, take it. And I tried stiff and crack. I didn't realize till like 2 minutes later, I'm like, why is my nose getting clogged with shit? I'm like, oh wait, this isn't coke. This is these are crack rocks. But they were <laughs> they were they look like like sea salt. They're like fucking <laughs> So you just you got overcharged. I remember I went to go crack. get a haircut right after that and I was looking in the barber shop. Coke? I did no, everything I no. called hey, back then It was, was crack It was just part of my day. What are it you talking about? I remember looking in the mirror going, like, shit, hope, because they started to fall out of my nose. <laughs> 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 You're the only I've ever heard that tried to sniff crack. <laughs> Tuning to the Cousin Joe Show live, Thursday night, 7 to 10 on More Like Radio. A tub of up stronger than Owen Hart's safety harness. More like Radio.com. Other internet radio stations are gay. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. I was afraid the dragon wouldn't cough the moon back up. You idiot! The dragon always coughs the moon back up. I know it's futile, but I must again point out, there is no dragon. Then why am I paying $800 a year in dragon insurance? Again, I maintain that money would be better spent on car insurance. Lisa, everyone knows dragons do not attack cars. Jeez, pick up a book. I, I pick up books like you pick up beers. Then you have a serious reading. Power
1: number two of Alcohol by Volume. Welcome back, everybody. I've set up my, uh, my other brew salt uh, taste tests here. I, uh, I'm actually kind of letting them settle a little bit. I, this time around, what I tried to do, I poured half of the glass uh, with the salt in the bottom, let it kind of shake around, uh, and then poured the other half. And actually, let me top off the uh, Brooklyn Brown Ale a little bit. Gonna let those settle. I got a little bit left in the uh, Pilsner bottle, and I got a little, well, I got about half a bottle left of the brown ale, so at least I got something to drink now before I get into the actual taste testing. So, with that, I am going to get into what was probably one of the biggest stories uh, of the past week in beer. And, ah, Red Sox! You fucking faggot, dude. Oh, oof. Fucking abs. Besides, we're playing the Blue Jackets tonight. Actually, that makes me think. NHL.com/scores. Um, keep the box score open in a window. Oh shit! And uh, I don't want to be rebroadcasting that. Game Center Live pops up. That's not good. Oh shit! I forgot. Um, that's not good either. That uh, Mrazek's in, and yeah, because uh, fuck. Never mind, you guys don't give a shit about hockey. What am I doing? No shots on goal yet anyway. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. So Hunapu Day, I think I'm pronouncing that properly, at Cigar City turned kind of ugly. If you're not familiar with what that is, Cigar City in Florida, they traditionally release their highly sought-after Hunapu's Imperial Stout annually in a one-day, in-person-only event called Hunapu's Day. Um, And if you don't know how to spell that, Hey, okay now. Now Red Sox is, is goading me on with with bad hockey things, and considering I am broadcasting, I can't Google other things to uh, to give him shit. So I'll just say Crosby sucks. Crosby sucks. Crosby sucks. I know that doesn't hurt him, but it hurts the Crosby fans out there, and that's what I like. So if you are looking, if you want to look this up, it's H U N A H P U. I believe I am spelling that right. So uh, Hunapu's Day. Tickets are sold. Each ticket guarantees the opportunity to purchase three bottles of the stuff, and people regularly come in from out of town for this day. I mean, they're getting hotel rooms and everything. They they they, they plan a trip around this. This is a big deal. So, what happened with this? Wow, this Pilsner is actually really good. Got uh, Klish Pilsner from Lakefront Brewery out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I'm uh, watching the other one, seeing how they're moving, it's going to take a little bit for the salt to dissolve, so I'll probably dip into those after this uh, after this story. So, tickets were duplicated, forged, whatever, creating an excessively large crowd, people that weren't supposed to be there, obviously, and not enough, Hunapu, for the legitimate ticket holders. There was, let's see, reaction from Dave Castle on, um, Cigar City's Facebook page $110 for two tickets $185 for hotel room $150 for fuel not able to get any beer I can think of several ways I would rather spend $445 on beer what a complete waste of time and money very disappointed I don't usually bitch but that's a lot of money to get screwed out of Cigar City Brewing should find a way to make it up to their loyal customers that can prove they purchased a ticket and they actually did but I'll get into that at the end of this Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll get into it right now. Um, Cigar City is trying to make things right on this. Uh, they, they, they tweeted, if you paid for your ticket in person, email refund at com. We will directly communicate on how to get your money back. Uh, if you purchased an event to Hunapu's Day directly through uh, eventbrite.com, you'll be automatically refunded starting tomorrow. And then on their Facebook page, they said, as we figure out how to make up for the nightmare that happened today, we uh, like to start with this Mia culpa all draft beer in the tasting room tomorrow which uh, I believe that would have been what day would that have been I don't know it's past, so you're not getting free beer sorry uh, all beer draft beer in the tasting room tomorrow will be free we will not charge a dime for any beer served in the tasting room tomorrow we're going to try and tap all of the remaining kegs left over from today too however we will still be hyper vigilant about over serving people who are intoxicated that that's a good step right there. Now, And they were given refunds, too. Uh, somebody tabulated it just based on ticket price and how many people bought tickets legitimately. Refunds from Cigar Sitting could amount uh, up to $175,000. That's a good chunk. However, they did take in $324,000 in sales. It's not a total loss, but it's a it's a good percentage of what they made that day. I mean, it's, you know, it's like, all, it's more than half of it. Uh, there were some additional reactions from Reddit, uh, the top post in the thread uh, reacting to the Facebook post. This is Dizzy D. Smith. The event was poorly planned, to say the least. There were easily 6,000 people there. I'd guess it was in the neighborhood of 7,000. How that's possible when it's a 3,500-person event is beyond me. There was a lot of talk of them being told to limit it to 3,500 to appease the fire marshal, but selling way more tickets and not scanning them so the numbers reflect the set capacity. That's obviously a rumor. I'm not sure I believe it, but either way, there were way more than 3,500. The event needs an overhaul for next year, and that's a relevant, uh, relevant line right there. There should be roped-off lines for getting bottles and the popular beers because it was just a clusterfuck of people breaking and merging into lines. Beer drinkers are typically so chill, and that is that is true. Any festival I've been to, you don't, you don't see guys, you know, coming to fisticuffs. You know, you don't, you know, if you accidentally bump into someone, it's, oh, I'm sorry, no, no, my fault, no, no, no problem. Everybody's cool. You, you I don't know, at beer festivals, you you don't ordinarily end up with assholes there. I don't know what it is. Because you would think with drinking, you're going to end up with assholes at some, just the law of averages. But anyway, um, so I didn't say anything to anyone about cutting the line. It's just beer at the end of the day, but it was definitely an issue. There was also a group of 10 people that thought it would be a great idea to set up camp with their chairs and coolers right in the middle of the bottle line. And then they complained about people crowding them, ironically enough. I also think they should require you to get your bottles by a much earlier time. It's a shame some people didn't get a single bottle. But I was really disappointed with people throwing glasses at the volunteers once they announced they were out of bottles. Uh, They were volunteers and had nothing to do with how the day went. There was one volunteer instigating the situation, telling people, too bad it's all out, and just antagonizing people. That guy can go fuck himself. It was a complete shit show, but at the end of the day, I got to try some awesome beers, and I got my three bottles. Um, And there was a link. I don't think I... I don't know if it's in the article or not. Let me see. Uh, Like I said, somebody had posted something to YouTube. And I don't think it's in the article, but I might be able to find it on YouTube here. Uh, I'll, I'll just, uh, it, it actually, it actually went to, um, it it almost, it almost turned into a full-blown riot with these people. Uh, okay, yeah, this is definitely the one that I watched, because it's marked as watched. So, uh, let me let this, uh, come on, YouTube. Motherfucker. Of course YouTube would stop working for me. Why, why, why would YouTube work? Ah, uh, there we go. Let's see if this works now. Ah, fuck it. Okay, fuck the video. It, basically, you, you had a lot of people. You know, they're they're shouting. Cigar City sucks. Cigar City sucks. Stuff's getting thrown at the volunteers. I mean, that's that's bullshit. You 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 don't you don't do that. Um, Jesus Christ, butt monkey. <laughs> I am actually familiar with that image strangely enough and if you don't know what i'm talking about again you should be in the chat more like radio.com slash live and you'll see the uh well at least at least it's not a shit picture it's more gay than anything actually it's just completely gay gay with hockey um in the chat so if you want to join in with the live chat come aboard but um yeah it, it, if you look there, if you look up uh cigar city and hunapu you'll you'll find the video that somebody shot and you know it, they're, they're closing the doors on it and everything. It, it just it, it was a debacle. It went really, really badly. Now, me, I was thinking one easy solution for them, because I was, you know, at, it wasn't as bad as this, but that um, Big Brew Beer Festival, the initial one that I went to, the whole ticketing disaster and everything, tie the tickets or the QR codes or whatever that's on them to a name that's also on the ticket. It requires the person to show their ID, and it'll it eliminates those easily duplicated tickets right away. that's not a problem at all. Well, yesterday, Cigar City made the decision to discontinue Hunapu's day after the debacle. Statement from Cigar City Brewing's Joseph Redner as follows, I have always tried with these releases to balance fairness with the reality that some people will always try and get around your best efforts at fairness. And, you know, best intents of this guy, but... eh, Almost seems like he was a little bit naive as to the best intents of other people. Um, Best efforts at Fairness because they personally deserve more. This year, they got way around my pitiful efforts. I'm acknowledging defeat. That was the last Hunapu Day. The beer will go into distribution next year and hopefully spread out among many accounts. It will get to consumers more fairly. And to those that got shut out this year, we will be working on another batch. Now first of all that that's a good idea right there considering how much it's cost them in the end both both financially and PR wise. I I honestly I wouldn't be surprised if some bullshit lawsuit popped up too, you know, it, I got hit with the glass and I had to miss work for 2 weeks because of it. I'm suffering and something like that. Um there's another article that I had pop up on uh let's see it was cltampabay.com uh, they actually got to talk with um, with uh, Joseph Redner a little bit more. Uh, let's see. I know there was something I wanted to pull up. Um, let's see. Oh, we're completely sorry for all issues that happened today. It really sucked. We completely understand how much it sucked and hate how much it sucked. We don't want it to suck ever again. Um, and apparently they're saying up to 9,000 people showed up that is more than double the attendance that they were supposed to have. Um, let's see. So many people caught with the duplicate tickets and were claiming their tickets were original that eventually Redner's people stopped scanning and just collected tickets to avoid ugly confrontations and move things along. Um, meant a lot more people were led into the tight confines of the brewery. How many? No one really knows, but Redner said all 6,000 glasses were gone by day's end. So there were at least 6,000 people. Um, He's not doing Hunapu's Day again. It's going to be released into distribution, which, hey, I'm fine with that because I might actually have a shot at getting it. Uh, and he finally said, I just don't want to deal with it. It's not really necessary anymore since Cigar City has built a national reputation for craft beer, blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, he... Um, you went on. The biggest issue that concerned him was the ugliness that emerged during the past couple of years. I we used to say we liked the craft beer scene because it was ninety nine percent asshole free, but I don't think you can say that anymore. I had never seen the ugliness I've seen in the last couple of years. I should consider myself thankful that I haven't seen that ugliness yet at a festival. Um, because obviously there are assholes out there. Um, I'm you know when I go to a festival I'm I'm still the nice guy. I'm still the good guy, you know, I, I'm i not going to fuck with people, I mean, we're, we're all enjoying beer, you know, we're all trying to have a good time, and you get these people that, you know, have to ruin it, now, yes, you know, it was a lot of people that ruined this one with the duplication of tickets and everything, but then you had the assholes throwing the glasses and stuff like that, and then it becomes a safety issue, so I don't blame him for not wanting to deal with it again, I mean, it may come across as him taking his ball and going home, but not really because he's he's opening up the beer to distribution he opened up the the tasting room for free beer the following day you know hopefully the people that came in from out of town were still able to attend that but they were getting refunds also so i mean cigar city seemed to really make good with that um obviously i mean i i don't even get cigar city out here and what the hell where are all these gay pictures in the chat coming from there's a lot of gays. Ooh, queer beer, fruity and fabulous. <sighs> Seven twenty-three. Um, why do I have that open twice? I don't know. Um, but it, Cigar City doesn't even distribute to New Jersey, so I mean, I right now I'm not gonna get the stuff. However, there were a couple people on Reddit that let me know, and uh, damn, you know what? Let me let me uh, go back to Reddit and see if I can. So I want I wanna, I want to give these guys props because I I wouldn't I wouldn't have known this otherwise. Apparently, Cigar City does distribute to um, to New York. And uh, ooh, who messaged me on here? Oh, that's uh, something different. Um, let's see. This was from uh, Chinchilla Jockey. That's who uh, helped me out. Uh, he said, check either Greller and Gill or Cable Beverage. Most of them usually have their four can releases. Awesome checked out both locations they're less than an hour away from me the next time I have a weekend free I think I might head into New York and grab that um, you know, I haven't had any Cigar City here uh, so it'd be nice it'd be nice to be able to get it somewhat local and I've, I've driven further than an hour for beer before so I mean you know I think it's 53 minutes and given the way I drive probably closer to 45 so I mean that that's that's a piece of cake piece of cake um. So let me see. Uh, Red Wings game is still scoreless. Shots on goal, eight to three in the Red Wings favor. Okay. Let me start. Wow, I I, I went straight to the text on that picture. Thank God. Schmidt's gay. That is. Was that from a Saturday Night Live sketch? Butt monkey. I I seem to remember that for some reason. There there. Apparently there are a lot of gay beer images being posted in the chat right now, which, I don't know, I guess, uh, is that the kind of audience I have, I suppose, sure, why not, Uh, but let me, let me get into these, uh, let me see how the salt is going, Uh, not bad, not bad with this one, okay, this is the Klisch, Klisch, K-L-I-S-C-H, Pilsner from Lakefront, yeah, I've only had two beers, what the fuck, Lakefront Brewery, actually, let me down this, the rest of this bottle really quick, Okay, yeah, Butt monkey says back when Farley and Sandler were on. That's what I thought. I, I seem to remember that. Okay, so the, the Pilsner with the lime. And I can see a little bit of the um, lime zest floating at the top here. So let's try this out. Definitely, a, Definitely a different taste. See, the Pilsner and the IPA really seem to take on the salt flavor. More than, say, the stout. Now, that may be by token of what flavor I used in these stouts. You know, chocolate being more of the powdery consistency. Bacon already being salty. I'm not sure. Um, that is a skilled gentleman with that with that alcohol on his stomach. Are we sure he's not pregnant? That looks like a very, very pregnant belly. Uh, let's see if I'm picking up any. Yeah, I'm, I'm swirling this around a little bit because there's still some some salt sitting at the bottom here. Um, I don't know. I may, I may actually contact Brewkeep and just see like what what suggestions they have to to let it uh, dissolve the best. Because I know they, uh, I think they saw my stuff on uh, on Instagram, and actually <laughs> Dogfish Head saw when I posted about Aprahop on Instagram. I was I was very pleased with that. Uh, okay, now I'm getting a little bit more of the lime in there. So I think I think part of it part of it's figuring out not only the consistency or the um the amount of the salt you want to use but um getting it to dissolve right. Um that that I'm going to have to figure out because obviously the salt if it's on a cold beverage it's going to take a little bit longer. Um and you know, you don't want your beer sitting out room temperature for too long. But getting it to the—I mean, I'm seeing. I think I'm seeing more lemon zest in here than anything. So let me finish this off. Yeah, I, I definitely hit the lime at the end there. Um, so before I dip into the habanero and the pilsner, let's get to Paste Magazine's Q and A with the Miller Coors Brewmaster. They were primarily talk, well, initially talking about the Miller Fortune, and if you don't remember what Miller Fortune is it's a new 6.9% ABV lager. It's in a jet black bottle. It's supposedly meant to compete directly with the American spirits market. And they're kind of going for a bourbon flavor thing. I mean, if if you look at the image and I'll post this into the chat, they show it in a, you know, a glass that you might normally, you know, expect, you know, rum or something like that in there. Uh, let me so you get rid of all that extra. So you kind of see um, if you're in the chat, more like radio.com slash live, what what they're what they're going at there. Um, me personally, I would either just drink it out of the bottle or drink it out of a regular, you know, pint glass kind of thing. But so they had this interview with the brewmaster. Um let me get the interesting parts of this. Uh, fortune was about 18 months in the making, medium development timeline for them. Uh, they said some products have taken as much as four to five years, some as little as six months. I don't know. Make your guesses as to which is which. Um, even as we were trying to identify the alcohol strength of what this, uh, what the alcohol strength of this product should be, consider that we brewed about thirty-five to forty different iterations of it, while trying to adjust the color, bitterness, and find just the right strength. I have to give them credit for that. At least they didn't just, you know and you wouldn't expect them to necessarily they are a business they're not stupid they're not just going to you know roll out a batch and say yeah that's fine no they they they're, they're, they're going to you know market test and everything like that you know sample um okay and this this was a part that I mentioned a little bit earlier um they, okay, they said, we had a laser focus on brown spirits, whiskey and bourbon in particular. There's a bit of a ritual in celebrating those liquids in the glass, which is why we approached this product release, encouraging fortune to be served in a rocks glass. As it warms in your hand, you get the complexity of aromas and taste notes that change in the drinking session. And Speaking of bourbon, the branding got a little confused after an out-of-context quote from a Bloomberg interview that got spread around. Was it a great concern when pieces started making the beer sound artificially flavored? And I did mention that. Or Time Magazine is writing that Cascade hops give it its bourbon-like flavor, which even me, that I don't know a lot about hops, but I'm going to know that Cascade hops would not impart a bourbon-like flavor. He says, Obviously we can't control everything that reporters print. We tr- quickly tried to nip that one in the bud. Every part of this brand was influenced by Spirits, but it's not actually flavored by spirits. We click, quick yeah. Fuck. We quick uh sounded like my promo, wasn't it? We quickly made everyone on our team understand that the beer's characteristics weren't meant to be compared to bourbon characteristics to limit any more inaccurate information going out. Um they kind of went on to say the actual flavor um, he said with Miller Fortune Incredible gold amber color, lively carbonation. The aroma has a nice citrus grapefruit characteristic that comes through subtly from the hundred percent Cascade hops. In the taste, you experience light sweetness from the crystal malt with slight spiciness from the hops. The Cascade gives us a distinctive hop without being overly assertive. Um, and that they they did say that Fortune more or less was an answer to you know Bud Light Platinum. Budweiser, Black Crown, stuff like that. They said they tested Fortune against stuff like Platinum and were able to beat them regularly. So see what happens with that. Um, it. I mean it. it, it it's it's a premium it's a premium cheap beer as it were if that makes sense. Uh, last I saw a six pack of Miller Fortune at six ninety nine. Uh, for. Alcohol level at at six point nine. That's actually not bad, in terms of uh, you know price per ABV there. Um, and the reviewer of this this was actually kind of interesting. Um, the um, the interviewer he admitted in the beginning of the piece he doesn't typically buy Miller Coors or Anheuser Busch, so he's coming from kind of the same position as someone like me would that. You you stray more towards the craft than the big beer. You're not going to just discount it out of hand, but that's where you where you go to most of the time. So his review, 150 words or less. He said Miller Fortune is pretty good beer. Yes, I said it pretty good. I don't buy from macro brewers on general principle, but I'm not going to deny them a positive review when the product is solid. And Miller Fortune is the most solid thing I've had from Miller Coors in quite a long while. It's bigger and chewier than anything Miller has made in the past, but simultaneously manages to avoid being too sweet. God help me, it's a well-crafted product. Craft beer fans are unlikely to be converted by this kind of thing, deriding fortune as malt liquor, but I honestly feel that if you took this product and told drinkers it was a Vienna lager or Oktoberfest from some notable American craft brewer, they would say, this is pretty good. Not uh, revelatory, but solid. And considering the source, that's saying something. And I, I think that that probably would happen a lot. You know, like um, I can't remember who mentioned it in the chat before, but you put a high price tag on you know a bottle of beer, and people are instantly going to say, "Oh, it's good," even if it might be shit. You know, just because something's craft doesn't mean it's great. Just because something is made by Miller Coors or Anheuser Busch InBev doesn't mean it's shit. The um, the uh, Budweiser what was it uh, Project Twelve. Beers that I've had; those are pretty good. Um, definitely better in my eyes than Bud Light and regular Budweiser. I also like Budweiser Black Crown. I think that's actually pretty good for a Budweiser beer. Um, I've I've picked it up on multiple occasions when you know I go into the liquor store and I say I'm not really feeling anything, you know, any particular style, or you know, I just you know want a regular lager or something. I'll go for that. It, it's inexpensive and it tastes good. So, um, you know, it's a little bit more of a premium than, you know, like regular Miller light or something like that. But the, the, you know, the general concept is still there. I mean, it's, it's a Budweiser beer. This is a Miller beer. Honestly, I think I'm going to pick up a six pack of this, this weekend because I, I really have to know how this is. I have a feeling I will like it. If I don't like it, I will probably be more surprised, um, but we'll see what happens with that. I'll report back on that next week. Okay, I uh, got the habanero with the pilsner. Let's see how this goes. Uh, now, this one, it looks like the salt has dissolved pretty well. I'm almost wondering if, because of the lime zest, if maybe it like halts the uh, dissolving a little bit. This one... Gray Celtic sea salt and habanero peppers. I mean, they they don't they don't really you know fuck around with the ingredients here. The chocolate one, um, the chocolate one has a little bit more. Uh, gray Celtic sea salt, unsweetened natural cocoa powder, and that that would you know make sense with the powdery consistency. And monk fruit extract that I did not expect. Maybe that that I don't know crystallizes the powder a little bit more. And then the uh, the bacon. Great Celtic sea salt, smoked paprika, ground cumin, chipotle chili pepper mix. So that one's probably the most complex flavor of all of them. But let me try the pilsner and the habanero. Again, wow! Oh, this one especially—I have it hit in the back of my throat more. It, it might—it might be some of the salt too, but really, really getting it getting that that spice in the back of my throat there it's it's good but with the pilsner in particular i'm still getting a little bit too much saltiness saltiness with it so i might want to put even less in there next time because i am i am still really getting that habanero spice from it and that's what i want um so I figure if I did a little bit less in the glass or the same amount that I did in this glass, just with a full glass, you know, the full 12 ounces, that might work for me. Um, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what the hell is going... Oh, my God! Pictures are being hacked by the Nigerian Electronic Army. Butt monkey, what have you done? Ugh we're all gonna we're all we're all going to be hacked the consequences will never be the same ah uh, okay let me let me see here uh, let me skip ahead to the gadget invented that turns water into wine I got this one again from the drinks business but uh, white ass Brent also did send this to me so I will give him credit on this And I, I figure this this could be an invention that'll you know piss off Christians pretty good Philip James, the entrepreneur who founded struggling wine startup, Lot 18 has invented a miracle machine that claims to turn water into wine in three days uh, he's launched a Kickstarter page for it apparently, I do not have the link for that but I don't think you guys would want to you know, give him money anyway, because this sounds kind of weird uh, the idea came about while James was recovering from a motorbike accident that happened during a 17,000 mile around the world charity trip Having dinner with his friend and former Lot 18 Vice President Kevin Boyer one night, the pair were discussing how difficult it would be to perform Jesus' miracle of turning water into wine. The next morning, they decided they had adequate technology at their fingertips to be able to devise, uh, to, I'm sorry to be able to build a device fucking weird spelling from was this, Australians, or oh, I'm viewing, I'm viewing the international edition you can also switch to the Hong Kong edition what the fuck, I don't know uh device to work the miracle. Spent the next year fine tuning the device. I will post an image in the chat of uh, oh wait, Reddit RPix was hacked? Seriously? Hold on a second here. Uh That's like that's like one of the biggest fucking subreddits. Let me see I don't see anything. May, may, I don't know. Maybe I missed it. Ooh, I, but I uh, but I do see a younger Sofia Vergara. Oh yes. You know what? What the hell? Um, just because we we like uh, we like tits. We like tits on this show. Ah okay. <laughs> I'll just post this. Courtesy of Reddit. Yay boobs. Although they don't look that big. There. It's surprising she's uh, much younger ah butt monkey was gonna post it too ha <laughs> okay let me get back to this I'm actually I'm gonna post the image of the miracle machine and it really looks like they're going for like a uh, <laughs> they're going for a, a like a wine jug kind of look with this thing here um what the hell Let's see god damn it now I'm now I'm on the pick subreddit damn it butt monkey can't be distracted Wait, what the hell? Oh, apparently the Red Wings game is tied 1-1 to right now. And the Blue Jackets are on a power... Pl- what the fuck happened? Three Blue Jackets penalties and then... Uh, wow. Um, oh, a diving penalty. and At 1247 of the first period, there were like three penalties, two from Blue Jackets. What the fuck is going on here? Jesus Christ. You guys don't care about hockey. Red Wings are out shooting the uh, Blue Jackets 16-5, to but it's still 1-1 okay if you're listening to this on the podcast you're like what the fuck are you talking about a live hockey game for what the fuck is wrong with you?" Yeah, i know um let's see the miracle machine essentially works like a soda stream by turning water grape concentrate and yeast into wine and th- this this i find bizarre via a mobile phone app supported by ios and android the device has a fermentation chamber that uses an array of electrical sensors, transducers, heaters, and pumps to provide a controlled environment for fermentation. A digital refractometer measures the sugar cut, blah, 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 blah you know, science shit, like ultrasonic transducer. Um, okay, customers can choose the type of wine they want to make. Okay, that's actually kind of cool. Uh, from Napa Cabernet Sauvignon... To Anne Chardonnay to Oregon Pinot Noir and a Tuscan red blend. The grape concentrate yeast and final sachet of ingredients will soon be available to buy on the Miracle Machine website and eventually Amazon. James says the cost of making a bottle of wine using the machine equates to $2 US, though the quality of the resulting wine is that of a $20 bottle. Once made, the wine will only keep for up to two weeks, but according to James, it will be made to taste, quote, pre-aged. So, whatever that means, take that as it as it is. Um, let's see, Red Sox cares about hockey. He's he's live in the chat, so I you know I, I appreciate that, sir. Um, uh, I'm curious how much this thing is going to run. I mean, I, I I won't even buy a SodaStream, uh, but. I'm, I'm, curious, I'm curious how the wine from this would taste. And I love the image uh, Red Sox post in the chat. For, for you hockey fans out there, I mean, um, you, you're probably familiar with what happened to Rich Peverly last night on the Dallas Stars. He actually went to a cardiac arrest during a game on the bench. He had had an, a regular heartbeat before that they thought was under control, and apparently it wasn't. Uh, they had to you know hit him with the defibrillator and everything. When he regained consciousness, and this is part of the image that Red Sox posted in the chat, this shows you how fucking tough hockey players are. His first words to Lindy Ruff, coach of the Dow Stars, were, how many minutes left in the period? He wanted to go back in the fucking game. What a fucking guy. God damn it. God da- What the hell? <laughs> oh my God, what fucking game was that from? Uh, th- there's an image in the chat right i got to describe this uh from um it's, it's from a Vancouver Canucks LA Kings game and what is it? is that behind the um the uh Canucks bench uh, what was that when um is that when uh Vigneault was still uh coaching somebody's wearing a pink shirt that says hockey loving homo i'm assuming it's a guy because the arms look kind of muscular and i don't really see tits but they're wearing pearls, so... Wow. Oh, I gotta love the tangents on this show. So anyway, back back to finish up with the Miracle Machine. I'd be interested in trying some of the wine from this, but probably not as much. I mean, you look at how much a SodaStream costs, this is probably comparable, if not more. And I, you know... Okay, these, these Bruce Salt are twenty bucks. I'm, I'm not going to you know shell out eighty, a hundred bucks on a lark, you know. Sam Adams Utopias, notwithstanding, but you know, Sam Adams Utopias is going to last me for a good long while. Let me let me take a sniff of it because I haven't uh, haven't smelled it in a while. Oh yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and uh, it, it's nice because the weather has been getting a little bit nicer here i mean it was it was like 55 here today i was able to go for a walk on my lunch break but it's supposed to rain tomorrow they're talking about potential snow on thursday so i'm not quite in cigar weather yet i will be getting there soon uh let me finish up this pilsner then i can get to um you know one more thing This, this is a quickie uh I saw, saw this on blogaboutbeer.com. Turn anything into a bottle opener with the bro Basically, it's a... Uh, I guess there's a piece of 3M tape that allows you to stick this to any surface. So, I mean, it, it, it gives you a bottle opener anywhere you want it. The problem I have with this, these fucking bro names. The concept of this is Fine. You know, call it the anywhere opener or something like that. Don't call something with bro. Man this, you know, man cave, mancation, manscaping. And, you know, bro, whatever. Stop it. Fucking stop it, please. Anytime I hear about a man cave, I either think about a bad radio show. Sorry. Or, um... Uh, damn it, I know somebody's gonna pull it as an audio clip, so I'm not gonna say it, but it would have to do with the uh, posterior of a gentleman, and uh, that, that, that particular area being, um, open for business, shall we say. So, please, no more man, no more bro, stop, please. That said, this thing actually looks kinda cool. I mean, diff, you know, decent enough. Uh, but, honestly, I'm fine with my, uh, my regular you know well, actually it's not even a regular opener I have the um, the Kibo opener the one handed bottle opener which I'm pretty happy with I'm getting more used to it and it's not fucking up my beer caps and I want to get a beer cap shadow box yes it's very crafty I know and uh, put all my bottle caps into that because I think that'd be kind of cool so with that let me finish this uh, the last is Pilsner oh okay okay J5 you can still use bro that's fine it's okay, cause you're cause you're black, right? Black guys could still use bro. I mean, well, you can use a lot of stuff that us white guys can't use. Too much, possibly. Um, okay, let me finish this up. Ooh, Whew. wow! That habanero really hit me at the end there. Last one I got is the brown ale and the chocolate. So, but let me get into oh Jesus. Uh, apparently black people can sit in shopping carts. (laughs) Oh! Oh, J5 is coming after our white women. Yes. Although, to be fair, to be fair, the black guys tend to like the uh, more portly white women. Correct? Correct? I know I'm right. I see it all the time at Walmart. Okay, new beer releases and reveals for the week. Stone Brewing Enjoy by 2014 IPA. I know I have a picture of it here. Yes, I do. Posting it in the chat for, uh, okay, uh, to be fair, monkey, most Walmart people are fatties. I go to Walmart. I don't necessarily consider myself a fatty. Maybe a fatty inside, but, you know, I go to Walmart. Okay, you know, out in the real world, I'm a four, maybe a five. I go to Walmart. I'm a fucking ten, dude. God damn. I could have any woman I wanted there. Not that I'd want any woman there. Just saying. Um. <laughs> so Stones Enjoy by four twenty fourteen IPA, it's a double IPA with the huge floral and citrusy aroma that you would expect from a Stone IPA apparently Stones Enjoy by IPAs have been compared in some beer circles as comparable to Heady Topper, Pliny the Elder but much, much easier to find in comparison, they have really good distribution on these, the appeal of the Drink by IPAs, it also stems from the fact that they're guaranteed to be fresh when you pick it up due to it's live expiration date it should be about nine percent abv and will of course be on shelves before april 20th in bomber bottles so as to enjoy that fresh flavor it's scheduled to be oh no butt monkey says he's going to randomly skype people when he's drunk you should randomly skype uh dutch and royce which is coming up at 10 but uh be nice be nice to j5 You don't you don't have, you don't have to harass him via Skype, that'd be that'd be rude that'd be very rude for a show uh, scheduled to be packaged this Friday and shipped to all markets immediately thereafter so I'm going to keep an eye out for that because I may actually try it Crooked Stave and Upslope Brewing Ferris Fluxus did I, yep I do have that one uh, let's post label for this one in the chat, yes P-Rock we do like the black guy because um actually is is he our only black guy? Shit. Yeah, we, we have to like him. We can't get rid of him. We we need him to fill the quota. Fill the quota. Fill the quota. Diversity. Diversity at more like radio. Uh we have Mexicans. We have a black guy. Um I know we have a gay guy somewhere. Uh Wednesday nights perhaps. I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. Um This is a collaboration between Crooked Stave and Upslope... (laughs) Uh, Collaboration between Crooked Stave and Upslope Brewing. It's a wild Belgian pale ale inoculated with the uh, bretnamyces and lactobacillus in the first in... uh, Sorry. In first use red wine barrels and then aged separately at both breweries for nine months and released in two different packages. Uh, Upslope... Yeah. Wow, I'm like lisping here. What the fuck? Upslope is in a royal pint can. Cricket Stave is going to have it in a 375 milliliter bottle. It's actually out now. Wait, oh yeah, Dark Fox is on Wednesday's. Is any? Whoops, sorry. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, eight point cent. Yeah, eight point. Pfft. Rewind that again. Eight percent ABV. I'd love to get my hands on a bottle or a can of that one, but I don't know. I, I don't even think Cricket Stave or Upslope Brewing. Distribute out to me. And I don't think I can do a Cleveland voice. board cue is terrible. No, I can't. I don't watch enough Family Guy to be able to do Cleveland. Uh, Let me take a sip of the Brooklyn brown ale and the chocolate and see how this goes here. Now, to be fair, it did suggest a nut brown ale, but I was not able to locate one in the Build-A-Six-Pack, so kind of had to go with the next best thing. Um, continue to sip this. Okay, I don't know if that pairs as well. I'm not saying it's bad, but it doesn't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not getting the mix that I did with the other ones. So I think a nut brown ale is essential for that pairing. But I will finish it, of course, because I'm not stupid. It's beer. Uh, next one here, Anchor Saison Spring Ale, and yep, I have a label for this one as well, so I'll post this in the chat, uh, okay, so Anchor, which we know from their Anchor Steam beer, um, Apparently something's going on in the chat, and I have no idea what it is. Anyway, this is the new spring seasonal from Anchor Brewing. It's a, a traditional Belgian-style saison with, oh no, Monkey can't remember his Steam account. Forgot password, forgot password, and then give it to me. ha uh-huh. uh, Traditional Belgian-style saison with California ingredients added to the mix. It's got lemongrass, lemon peel, and ginger, and it's intended to add crispness and spiciness to the beer. It's seven point two percent ABV and it's releasing now in California through May. I do not believe that one is actually going to get national distribution, but do not quote me on that. But from what I've seen, that is just getting California distribution. If anybody does want to send me a bottle, I would not be opposed to that. Email me at kevin at morelikeradio for uh, for shipping information. Okay. Um, next one, I got Star Hill Grateful. Pale Ale. This one is a sessionable Pale Ale. First debuted last year as a summer seasonal, and now they are opening up as a year-round release. And um, I think going going by past weeks, I think I've been mentioning some more like session IPAs and stuff like that. I mean, you look at Founders All Day IPA and stuff like that. Uh, the sessionable Pale Ales have become a lot, a lot bigger now. I think it's that... As much as people enjoy the, you know, the big, you know, double IPAs and everything, they want that hoppy flavor, but not necessarily, you know, get fucked up with one drink, and that's that's fair. You want to be able to enjoy the stuff. Um, I mean, you, you look at, uh, I, I can go back to you know Miller, you know Miller Light and stuff like that. You are not going to get fucked up from that stuff right away, and if you know if you do enjoy the taste, then. You know, you can consider those sessionable in a way. Uh, so it's dry hopped with a mix of Topaz, Chinook, Cascade, and Centennial hops for a citrusy, piney aroma. Now, from what I have read, when you look at the the C hops, Chinook, Cascade, Centennial, you know that's that's for your for your pale ales there. That that's your that's your hoppy varieties there. Uh, It's going to be hitting retail this month in kegs, six-packs, and in Star Hills Summer Variety 12-pack, and because it's sessionable, 4.7% ABV. Uh, This one out of New Jersey, Flying Fish NJ350 Anniversary Ale. I believe I have a label for this one, too, if you guys give a shit. Uh, post this one into the chat for you guys. And I figure these labels are kind of helpful because if you are keeping an eye out for these ones, some of the labels are pretty distinctive, so you'll be able to identify them on the shelf pretty well. This one is a celebration of the founding of New Jersey. It's an English stock ale with black strap molasses, 7.5% ABV, 750 milliliter bottles, and on draft starting in April. Another one from Flying Fish that I saw in the same article that I found this one in. Uh, their exit one, Bayshore Oyster Stout, is now out on shelves in six packs. I missed out on that one last year. I I still have yet to try an Oyster Stout. I don't know why I've held off for so long. I mean, come on. I, ha- I had um, that, 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 that seaweed beer, you know, the, the Kelpie. So, I mean, pretty much I'll, I'll, I'll try anything at any point. And I've heard Oyster Stouts, you know, they're very creamy, uh, I like milk stouts so I figure it's you know kind of in the same vein as that so hopefully I'll get to you know give it a go this go around this year ah let me finish up this brown ale here ah, yeah the ch- and chocolate didn't pair with that one as well like I said should have been a nut brown ale uh, last one I got for the week Weyerbacher rump shakeka. Uh and Buttmonkey remembered his Steam password. Good job, Buttmonkey. I know if you if you oh that that would be rough. If I forgot my Steam account info, I'd be fucked. Oof. Ooh Ah South Park stick of truth, I am assuming Buttmonkey. I may have to get that. Um so wire blocker rump shekaw. I uh, see the uh, image in the chat. They're going for like a kind of pirate theme there. It's an ale aged in rum barrels or more uh, specifically an American strong ale aged for nine months in 12 year old rum barrels. Some dating as far back as 1982. Goddamn butt monkey. 165 games. I think, um yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shy of that. I, I went nuts during last year's summer sale, but I'm not even close to that yet. I did just finish Deadpool though, which was actually, if you are a Deadpool fan, I can uh, vouch for it. As far as a first-person shooter goes, it's probably an unremarkable game. I'm not a big first-person shooter person, but if you are a Deadpool fan, that game is fucking amazing. The writing of it was perfect, so check that out. So back to Rumpshaker. Weyerbacher describes it as, The resulting beer is unfiltered and has a profound, boozy character. Huge coconut and passion fruit like aromas fill your nose. Sounds good to me. The heat from the rum is immediately apparent and blends well with the vanilla and coconut flavors which linger on your palate. It's a sweeter finish with tannic notes, commensurate with extended barrel aging. Production limited to 90 cases of 750 milliliter bottles releasing next month at 11% ABV. I'm hoping I see that in my area. I, I do get some of the more limited wirebocker brews out here, so I may luck out and find that. So with that... Uh, I believe that that is um, that's the end of the show. Uh, First, first and foremost, if anyone again, if anyone in Florida knows any good job headhunters, please email me at at kevinatmorelikeradio dot com. It would be greatly appreciated because I want to get out of my current job so I don't get fucking phone calls from. I am paying for my goddamn phone. Don't call me on my personal phone. I don't mind if other people call me on my phone, but. Fuck my... I almost said my workplace. Fuck my workplace. Call me on my personal phone. Just do Whatever. So, Kevin at com. If you, if you know any job hunters in Florida, please. Uh, the ABV Beer Tasting list, com slash ABV Beer Tasting. Open spreadsheet. Add to it. I have actually added some recent stuff. So, go check it out. And it might be some good suggestions for you, too. Check out what we're talking about the Facebook group. Facebook.com slash groups slash alcohol by volume. Like the abv facebook page facebook.com slash mlr alcohol by volume i have eclipsed 100 likes i am happy about that now on to 1000 likes tell your friends tell your family tell your priest tell your rabbi whatever follow me on twitter at edicius at mlr underscore alcohol look me up on untapped alcohol by volume all one word coming up next unsigned hype followed by dutch and royce i will see you guys next week thank you for listening